MX Network Production. Pope MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pope MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PulpMX at BTOsports.com and click the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast. Featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast, Unadilla wrap-up. BTOsports.com, the nation's leading retailer for anything you need for your bike or body. Check them out. Use the code PulpMX. When you're checking out to uh, save big at btosports.com, of course, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, and David Millsaps, all on uh, all on the uh, BTO team from now on uh, BT- for Millsaps next year Supercross ride. Shocking news this past week: Fox Racing, Foxhead.com. Visit your local authorized Fox dealer, or just go to foxhead.com and get check them out. 2016 stuff out now. Ryan Dungey's wearing it this weekend. Uh, Kenny Roxon was wearing it this weekend at Unadilla. And uh, foxhead.com, global innovation leader in motocross racewear. All right, Unadilla wrap-up. Let's, let's get into this. With me on the line from a theme park somewhere in America, my boss, Jason Wygant. Yeah. <laughs> a little less excited. Well, it's uh, just uh, working on 19 fronts here. Working on, I'm still working off my Loretto's debt. So uh, we're yeah. making it happen. Right, right. Um, yeah. Also on the line, he's out uh, hawking fly racewear to the world. The Jason Thomas. Yeah, I'm at kind of a theme park, too. I'm at a lake, actually. So you're yeah, at a lake. We're, uh, we're making it happen. This is our commitment to the show right now. We're all sacrificing time right now. Okay, so you're at a lake. Why can't you're at yep. a theme park. I'm grinding yeah. away on a Monday trying to get observations done, trying to work Ooh. on the Pulp Mech show. And so you two Ooh. just, you know. Bro, I was working on breakdown this morning, so you can suck it. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure that JT's actually there's a dealership Lakefront, Lakefront Yamaha, I think it's called. <laughs> right. And uh, he's working all the angles for WPS. Yeah. Right. And you, Wygan, yeah. are trying to uh, uh, keep RacerX online, working seamlessly at a theme park to try to get the uh, full experience. Uh, well, that was uh, that was uh, all nighter, and then 6 a.m. to noon today. But I think we got it. We got to get that, uh, tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Trying to get us that Mickey Mouse money for uh, for Racer X advertising. Yeah, yeah. This well, is uh, this is Sesame Place. So we're into uh, we're into the children's television workshop now. Oh, so you have Bert and Ernie, Mr. Snuffleupagus. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, try to find work, out work. You know, this is like Jeff Emig. I always say, you know, it's work hard, play hard. You know. So <laughs> with him, it was party all night and then run in the morning. For me, it's work all morning and then bring the kids to Sesame Place. Very similar. See if they have anything at that place about whether or not Bert and Ernie were gay or not. Because you know, there was lots of rumors about them perhaps in you know in, in a oh, relationship yeah. together. So see if they, ha- see well, if they address that. Well, I think uh, what they could probably have is a wedding now. Yeah. <laughs> I think they could have a wedding now. Speaking of a wedding, there was one at Unadilla at Gravity Cavity before the, before, oh. the, uh, before the thing, before the races. Were they gay or no? No. 
No. Okay. Um, no, it was a husband and wife. Husband and wife, but uh, they announced the donations team in the same spot right after, and I was afraid they were going to mix it up. <laughs> like uh, Webb and Martin were going to be married, and yeah. husband and wife were going to be named to the donations team. Right. Uh, hey, let's talk about that before we talk about Unidil. Let's talk about motocross donations team. As I reported on Twitter about a week and a half ago, it's an all Yamaha team. Webb, Barsha, Martin. First of all, Weege, any problems on your end? Any anger? Any issues with Ryan Dungey bowing out? I don't. JT? Yeah? Uh, no, he's done six in a row. You know, I think he, if he wants a break with the, obli- you know, and I, I don't think people understand the obligations and time that these guys are, are kind of used up now. Because, you know, back in the day, I think there was a big, uh, you know, everyone was like, oh, I'm definitely doing designations, you know, you know all the legendary teams of the past, but they also didn't have uh, Monster Cup. They didn't have Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Uh, their series didn't end five or six weeks before Destinations. You know, so it's mm-hmm. a really, I think it's a really big ask for these guys now. Um, and of course, it's a huge honor. Don't get me wrong. Like I, you know, I would have loved to ever been good enough to do something like that. But at the same time, he's done it six years in a row, and being the burden that it is to There's you know no- the, in the time frame and the scheduling, yeah. I, I don't blame him a bit. There's no money in it for these guys. I mean, obviously, no, not at all. You know, not at all. Doesn't. Um, I, I, I think, think the thing you have to consider is that, um, you know, the pressure is on him because he's not hurt, so he has to make the decision to go or not go. I'm sure he's realizing that all the riders he has to beat the other 29 weekends of the year don't go. Like, he's gone six in a row. No other rider he has to win against at Anaheim each year does. And I'm sure that weighs on his mind. Right. Um, you know, you know, you know what I, I really think? Taking time off. Yeah. I really think it's the, the – time of the year that it is more than anything else i really think so i I think if it was the weekend after um indiana i think it would be a no-brainer for these guys but i really think being september 26th when the last national is you know august 21st or whatever it is i think that that's really tough i I know that would be a huge uh issue for me just having to ride outdoors for another month that that causes problems because these guys want to be testing and really, you know, I was looking at the calendar, September's really the only month that they can take off. That, that's kind of the month where everybody kind of, you know, lets loose a little bit and doesn't uh-huh. have to ride every day. And if they, if they commit to designation, they don't get that. They basically have to just abandon that whole month as far as taking off. So yeah. it's, uh, it's tough. It's hey, tough Weege, Weege, Yeah. you got to move away. you gotta, you got to do something. you got to. What are you hearing? Uh, screaming children. Tropical cyclone. I'll just meet my line when JT's talking, talking to. Um, yeah, I heard. From, I heard from a good source too that the nationals will be ending later next year, and part of the reason is because of this. Because yeah, I'm with. I'm with you. Four. It's another four weeks of trying to stay on your game and trying to uh, you know be the best you can while the other guys are kind of getting in supercross mode and relaxing or whatever. And if and also yeah. too, if there's anyone out there that hates off season racing, it's Alden Baker. I'm not surprised at all. He he hates all these things. He doesn't want any of his clients doing. I mean, these. it really throws off his planning for training. I mean, it you know this is that's the only time where he can let those guys rest. That's it. Yeah. You know? And if you if you take that away from them, then it really puts a bind on what he can put them through when it's time for boot camp again because they yeah. never they never took a break. And yeah. They're going to be burned out and all that stuff. So it's tough, man. I you know like I said I, I know I said it already three times, but I don't think that that gets enough emphasis uh, amongst the fans. As, 
as uh, just a time burden it puts right. on these guys and how it kind of throws their whole offseason, you know, into a. Hey, right is Roxon going? Is Roxon racing? I heard yes. Now I heard not sure. So I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with that. Um, what about Webb on a 450? What What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's fine. I mean, it's it's super exciting on paper, but there's a chance it's not going to work out great. You just right. never know. Um, but I, I love the, the concept. I love the idea. Um, and I think Roger's right. You know, Kennard obviously might have been a good pick, but there's just not enough time to really see what he has. And, uh, I mean, Anderson, I don't know if you would really say that Anderson is such a significant upgrade over Webb. It's like Webb, there's the potential for Webb to be outstanding, and otherwise he'd be just as good as anybody else they could pick. So why not go for it? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. Jason Anderson has been fast, but he's been issues with crashing and bad starts or whatever lately. So I'm okay with Webb going. I think they should have waited a little bit, but Rogers said they can't. The AMA is all about it. So, And now what's interesting, Weege, so Barsha's going as a JGR rider. Webb's going as a star racing rider, but they don't have a 450. So JGR may have to step up and give a 450 to Webb but they may not be able to run JGR graphics on it. There's a little bit of backroom negotiating going on as we speak about what exactly, who's representing who and who's helping who. I don't think it's really a graphics thing for one particular race. I don't think that's really the big deal. Yeah, The big deal is, and we talked about this a million times with every brand on this show, probably the most misleading thing for fans on the outside and the way things actually work on the inside are how factories and their satellite teams do and don't get along like you think nothing could be tighter than the bond of we all ride yamahas or suzuki's or hondas or whatever it might be but it doesn't really work that way so i think it's part of a bigger picture uh i don't think gibbs mind's building the bike and having the graphics not on there as much as it's more of a oh we're gonna be in the which bike is better is it the factory yamaha is that a good bike is the jgr yamaha the bike to have who is Cooper choosing to ride for and all that, I think is where the drama's coming in. I remember what we said like three weeks ago on this show, if they start a factory team with Chad Reed, where do Martin and Webb end up two years from now? Like, I yeah. think this all starts that conversation, and that's why it's such a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It should be interesting to see the politics plays out or not. And then, of course, you know, we had Hatgate last year upset Kenny Watson quite a bit. Uh, Jeremy Martin wearing a, a star racing rock star hat and not a Team USA hat. So I can't wait to see the hat gate and all the issues we have with that coming out. So, um, all right, another bit of news. Bef- well, I haven't heard. Uh, I haven't heard that there was a deal. You know, where like Yamaha. This is another strange thing this year. Not only the three riders in the same brand, which has happened before, but it's rare. But these are all satellite teams. Um, so Bobby Regan and Coy Gibbs will be spending some money of their own for this. They're hoping to get sponsors to offset a lot of it. But uh, then I heard that Yamaha needed to sign off and approve it, which would normally be the idea if it were the factory team. But then I heard Webb and Regan said, no, they don't need to approve anything. We'll pay for it. Like, we're, we are going. We will spend our own money if that's what it takes. So it's just uncharted ground. This is really going to go down as a year of the, the factory versus the, the mm-hmm. you know, support satellite team with Reed Deal and RCH getting rocks. And it's all coming to light this season. Yeah, there's... You know, I had I had a, a guy with a red shirt tell me that uh, you know there's a reason why Eli Tomac's performing better, and it's because the bike is more under Honda's control. You know, and I'm just like, okay, all right. I mean, there's something there could be something to that, but that's an example of what happens. These guys aren't always buddies, buddies, what you would think they would be. 
Um, please, Wygant, uh, someone mic up Coy Gibbs around the motocross nations out in France. Get his thoughts on the uh, spending the money and uh, being in a foreign country. I got a great quote from him. Are you ready? Yeah. So I'm like, I know that you're, I go, Coy, I know you're a huge historian of the sport. And you really appreciate the roots of motocross of nations and what it means. Right. And he said, I don't like anything old. <laughs> Perfect. I don't like anything old. <laughs> yes. But it was more like this. It was more like this. I don't like anything old. That was it. Yeah. It's just, yes, just, just subtitle. Right, right. Um, all right, Davey Millsaps, another bit of news before we get going on Unadilla. Maybe Millsaps signing with the BTO KTM team, kind of out of left field. It was out of left field so much that Chase Stallo actually used the word shocking PR in the breaking news, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny. Well, again, I don't know if you said anything to him about that, but <laughs> shocker. I, I, he showed me, of course, where he posted it. I said, yeah, you know what? Right. I'm down with it. Okay. Um, I thought that was a little bold. But anyways, what do you make of the signing? JT, uh, what do you think about it first? Um, after I've learned a little bit more about it, and I, well, you know, I knew bits, tidbits here and there. Obviously, I'm pretty close to the situation. Uh, but, you know, knowing that they uh, – Davey brought some sponsorship money with him to offset costs and, and take care of that end, um, I think it kind of fit well because I don't really see any other options for Davey to get a factory bike. You know, I'm sure maybe there is something out there, but not that I can immediately think of. Um, and I know that Forrest is looking for, you know, high-level, elite-level guys to add to his team. Uh, and then, you know, when Davey brought a way to pay for that, then, hey, every, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle are there and everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Weej, what you, what'd you make? Make of it. Once they uh, explained the sponsorship thing, then it made all the sense in the world. I mean, for sure, especially if you're a team in Forrest situation or any of these, again, we're on the same subject, these satellite-type teams that are trying to establish themselves as, like, genuine, you know, we're not here to fill in some roles here. We're here to win races. I think it's the same risk they all take, you know. I mean, JGR took a huge risk signing James Stewart a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Roxon thing was risky in a way, and the jury's out on if it even worked this year. But it's like every team has to go for that to almost separate themselves from, uh, you know, we're not – we're not the third team or the second team. We can win races also. So once right. I heard there was money involved, yeah. it makes all the sense in the world. I, uh, I asked Forrest Butler about Millsaps, why Supercross only? And in a roundabout way, he told me, I don't think Davey's body could do a whole season. I just don't think it would last. So, And I think he's got a point. I mean, Davey Millsaps has had a lot of injuries. So he's got one kidney and, and no no good knees. So, um yeah, I think, I think it'll be fine. Look, Davey's Are we worried at all of uh, Millsaps? Again, this is just another year with hardly any races. Are well, we worried at all that it's yeah. not going to flip the switch? Well, I pointed that out, and Davey wasn't too pumped on me. But I agree. Well, of course he wouldn't be. Uh, of course he thinks he can. He, 12 races in 70 starts or something, I added it up. You know what I mean? 70 potential races since 2013 outdoors. Remember 2013 Supercross, he, he was fantastic. Then 2013 outdoors all of 2014, and 12 races or whatever in 2015. Yeah, you lose a little bit, I think, every time. You know what I mean? The sport doesn't stop. So, yeah, I think it's – I'm think it's. i a little worried, but, you know. I know his proof is that he won Monster Cup, and he did, but I just – I guess my point is how many times can you keep pulling it out like that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Should be interesting, though, for sure. I mean, you know, I doubt he's pulling a whole lot of money down salary-wise – 
So this is motivated. He's got to be motivated. He's got talent, and he, we know the bike is good. So this could this could work out he, really he good. He told me just bonuses. He told me it's bonus money. That's what he's racing for. Okay, so there we go. So this could work out really well. Motivated. Well, I think I think the biggest key here, and I know this is uh, was a big part of the reason he struggled coming into the season. Uh, he he just needs to be prepared. You know, I think talking to him and Ezra and Brock Sellers, who's very close to the situation and works for the same company I do. Uh, he, he had prepared for the 2013 season uh, better than he ha- ever had before. You know, he was healthy the whole time. He worked with Ezra every day. Uh, so I think I, I looked at that as to be the key. Mm-hmm. If he can get through the whole off season, riding every day and doing Ezra's workload that he builds for him without injury or without setback, then he has a chance. Otherwise, I think we'll see the same kind of up and down results we saw this year. You know, that, that's the key. Can he stay healthy enough to prepare correctly? Right. Um, all right, let's get to Unadilla. So the second moto, Roxon didn't win, and that's fine. You know, we've been talking a lot about Kenny Roxon and, and how to get back to the to the top. He didn't win the moto, but he was 1.6 seconds back of Dungey, and they were over a minute ahead of Porcel. So I want to ask, Weege, is Roxon back? I think he is. I know what you mean. He didn't win the moto, but this is just much more like it. Uh, yeah. I talked to him a little bit Saturday morning before practice, and I said, so what's the deal here? He kind of – I think the, the, everyone had kind of decided he was riding out the string. Championship's gone. Bike's not quite where he wants it to be. He's got mm-hmm. nagging injuries. And he's like, no, I'm not riding out the string. I want to win races. And he's like, especially because whatever you don't uh, learn or work on at the end of this year, it just puts you further behind next year. So he said he's not riding it out, not counting the days to the end of the year, wants to win races, and now I actually believe him. Like, that was a full effort. I mean, he went right. all the way down to the final lap, you know, at least pushing. Yeah. He didn't lose ground halfway through like some of these other rounds. So that was a good sign. Yeah, he had a, the best lap time by over half a second in the second moto. So it was good. It was the old Kenny Roxon, really. So now, I mean, we saw him um, in the first moto. He went down this second turn with Purcell. So that kind of kind of ruined his day, ruined Purcell's day as well because Purcell qualified fastest, amazingly enough. Good job by him. But uh, what do you think, JT? Is this is Kenny back? Is this are we gonna? You know, he tested a little bit with the guys and everything, so he's maybe happier with the bike. I want to say so, but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna reserve judgment and see another weekend. Uh, but it was certainly, you know, a great step in the right direction because even in the first moto, uh, at the end of the, the end of the first moto, he was turning two sixteens, which was faster than anybody on the track. Mm-hmm. And I know Dungey was kind of taking it easy, and I get all that, but he was significantly faster than everyone. Uh, and then, obviously, he displayed that in the second moto when everything was, you know, right. uh, 100%. So I think it was a very, very positive step. Uh, probably helped his confidence a ton and, and took some pressure off of him. But, you know, we have four motos left, and, you know, he should, if he's back, then obviously he'll be right in there every time. So I'm waiting and see. You know, I'm going to wait and see. I'm, I'm obviously much more optimistic than I was. Uh, because he didn't fade at all, he didn't get tired, and I know it wasn't hot, but still, he looked strong the entire time, and he kept the pressure on Dungey, which we haven't seen in over a month. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it was good to see. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Porcel fastest qualifier, third in the second moto. Oh, what could have happened? What could have what could have been had he stayed upright in that first moto? I mean, I guess he was a minute. I guess he was a minute behind, but still. 
Yeah, but that's kind of what Purcell does. I think, you know, I, um, as far as the second moto, he, you know, he got third. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he felt like he could win. Like, he, he just didn't have anything for Rock and Dungey, and I yeah. think he knew that. Right. And then he kind of goes into this mode where he's going to manage third place, yeah. which, you know, he's very smart of him. Uh, and I think that's what he's always kind of done. Like, you know, whether he's in first place or fifth place, he, he gets into a spot and is like, this is all I have, and I'm going to ride this thing out and not do anything stupid. So yeah. um, I think he was the third best guy on the day. Uh, that That's, you know, I think that was pretty apparent yeah. based on qualifying and in the second moto. You know, obviously he and Roxon just kind of got tied up there in the first one. Weed, Sean Simpson, fourth overall, fifth fastest qualifier, 4-8 on the day. Wow. Sean Simpson. Yeah, I think it's just further pounding point the home, and we'll see again at the Nations here in a month or so. But uh, I think there's just generally a fundamental change. I mean, there's just so much evidence. The Nations isn't going the way it used to. Uh, Villapoto, okay, he wasn't as prepared as he could have been, but let's be honest, it wasn't unbelievable, his performance mm-hmm. uh, over there. And this is a lot, I feel like, when these guys come over and acquit themselves pretty well, uh, the guys from the GPs. And what I think I all, and he had a lot working against him. I mean, this is a, this bike was so different. You know, he rides the old style KTM yeah. over there. Yeah. So just keep adding to the pile, and he's uh, more of a sand rider than he is on this. So it's not even like his perfect condition. Like, yeah. he could really do well if it was a sand track. So add all that up, and he does this well. And I know that he was qualified, not even close to Dungey or Roxton speed, but that's really good. Yeah. It makes me wonder how far these Euros have come in the motocross side specifically because they don't have the right supercross. Yeah. You know, we were talking last week or the last show about Freddie Norn and what to do with Freddie Norn. Maybe what you do is you got Grant or Brayton for supercross, and then I guess there's not enough money, but you sign Simpson and Norn for outdoors. Right? JT, there we go. Boom. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if you – do you have enough budget for that? I don't know. Well, I don't guys. know. Oh, I mean, you figure that out. Guys. Yeah, you figure the budget know. out. I don't know. Whatever. You get more more guys that have floor floor uh, money, flooring money like Millsaps. Find some flooring money. I guess. Because um, really most, – most teams, most teams lose money anyway, so <laughs> you know, any of it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, really, that's the way to go. That's the perfect perfect thing, right? I mean – you're right, though. It'd be tough for you know to, for these guys, but I mean, Freddie Norn on a Supercross track. I don't I know. I think it's just the reality, like we're saying, JT. You could probably break down. I mean, when you race a long time, both series. I mean, really, think of how much time on motocross you lost with all the focus that goes into Supercross. I mean, I think it's undeniable at this point that it has to make a huge difference in the skills of these guys. Oh yeah, I've I've done you know I've written about it. I've talked about it on message boards, and I've been called an idiot, a moron, and all kinds of things. But I there's no way I would ever change my opinion. Uh, and I've looked at the calendar, and it's about you know seventy thirty Supercross versus Motocross. Uh, how much you're practicing through the in racing through the year. So to me, the anyone who's disputing the fact that our the USA Supercross you know um, guys they're their motocross skills don't suffer a bit from that is kidding themselves, I think, because there's no way you can practice one discipline that much and then not have it, you know, basically detract from the other side where the GP guys, I know their weather's rough and all that stuff, but they don't have to switch back and forth. And honestly, unless you've done both, you know, I, I don't know how you could ever truly understand 
because if you, I guarantee you, if you go walk around the pits, walk around the paddock and say, Hey, do you, do you feel like, you know, you could be better at outdoors if you rode year round outdoors? Every single rider would tell you, yes, I guarantee it. So, you know, I don't think that there's any surprise when you look at the GP guys and, and that they've closed the gap in the outdoor, outdoor game because of their schedule. We, did you talk to Barsha after the race? Uh, what happened to that second moto? What did he say? 2-4 on the day for him. Oh, you probably don't want to hear it. <laughs> Why? Uh, he was off in the first moto. You know, he wanted the Roma Dungeon. He didn't. So he decided to make a big bike change, and it went the wrong direction, and it got uh, even worse. Is right. that not fair? Am I not allowed to tell you this? Uh, no, upset? yeah. I mean, you know, these guys aren't going to look in the mirror and be like, wow, I was off. They're not going to say that. That would be insane to think that. You know, you have what to- he did say he was encouraged by was uh, he tried one thing and Pike tried the other, and then Pike obviously rode really well at the end of that moto. So yeah. he yeah. said he's actually pumped because now he's like, okay, I'm not going to try that again. I'll just do a Pike did. Right. There we go. Pike did ride well that second moto. He was on it. He was a very, very good ride by Weston Pike, catching Trey Kennard and getting by him late in the moto. And he was on, he caught Justin pretty fast too. So no, there has to be something yeah. to point the finger at Wygant for all these guys. So. Yeah, I think so, but I mean, there was a drop off. I mean, the second boat, the first moto, he didn't run Madungy, but he was way worse in moto two. So yeah. I think I can believe that he made a bike change didn't work. It's kind of odd. I think the New York thing, and I was buying into it, thinking it was really going to help him. And we know that you don't grow up riding on Unadilla if you live right. in New York, but just the vibe and everything I thought would help. But I think now that we're looking at it, that's not. It's ironically not a Barsha style track, even though he's from New York. You mm-hmm. know, there's a certain throttle control and slipperiness to it that I don't think really necessarily works uh, in his favor. Right. A uh, couple of new com- – besides Sean Simpson, we saw Dean Wilson come back, and we saw uh, Justin Bogle come back. What did you think, JT? I thought they were all, you know, really impressive for, you know, what we are expecting. Um, Bogle ran up front. I mean, obviously, I, you know, he crashed in the second moto running up front, and I hope he's okay. I never heard really an update. Yeah, but. he was fine. Yeah. yeah, great job by him. Uh, and then Dino was actually better than I expected, too. Um, I had him in a 12 to 14, mm-hmm. and he was he was better than that. So um, kudos to those guys for jumping into, you know, right in the middle of the series and, and coming out there and uh, not backing down at all. Great uh, great job by those guys. Bogle especially, man. He, to run up front like that, I mean, he was in the mix. That was pretty impressive. Wilson had eighth overall until the last lap when Tickle got him. It jumped him from eighth to tenth overall. So Right. Um. Well, JT, now we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start yelling at each other again. Well, I feel like that's pretty normal. Because, I mean, yeah, good job by Bogle, but, dude, you're trying to get a ride next year, and you're. I mean, he was done, done, so tired at the end of the first moto. He lost probably about five or six spots in the last three four laps. And then he crashed out of the second moto. Like, I don't think... I I mean, I was not really blown away by Bogle. I mean, third... Okay, all right, yeah, good speed and all that. But, I mean, dude, you got... If you're coming back for a ride, you got to be... You got to do better than that. Don't you... Don't you... I mean, I I know you remember how rides work in this industry, right? Well, he doesn't have one right now. Just go fast for a bit. Just go fast for a little bit. Done. His, his day ended 10 DNF. That's what it says on paper. That's all right. Nobody, nobody that cares is even going to look at that. I, I don't know. I mean, I thought... Talk, I, to I, Josh, talk to Josh Grant. Talk to Josh Grant for a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, 
Josh Grant has a lot more, you know, results, past results to back that up. But talk to Dean Wilson. Oh, you mean Bogle has? I thought in the championship. Well, I mean okay. on, on a 450 wise, I thought Dino was good. I, I was Dino got pretty tired in the first moto. Like Bogle, they were dropping fast, both of them, and so I kind of thought second moto Dean could be in trouble, but. Full credit again. He lost a couple spots at the end, but he regrouped and and he he got a tenth and you know on a rougher track. I thought Dean, Weege, which is Weege, Weege, which is better for getting a ride, running third and being all up in the mix like that and getting tired in your first race back, or going like you know eight nine or eight ten or whatever. Hundred percent, what Bogle did. Hundred percent, not even no doubt. We can work with speed. Yeah, a, a team is just out there saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Someone that can go as fast as them is still available. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, again, we, we had this big discussion about Dean Wilson. And, you know, nothing has happened positive to Dean since he won a heat race at Daytona. And you guys are saying we can work with speed. No, I agree. I'm not saying it necessarily works like when you actually have him. But Dean has not struggled to get rides. No. It's not like teams are like, uh, I'm not so sure about this. They're all over. Yeah, we're not when saying he's on, this is you the correct argue. philosophy. No, well, we're that's how it works. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, that's fine, but we're dealing with the reality here of us three knowing how things work. Well, I mean, well knowing we said, though, if you're Bogle, you got to do better than – if you, you're saying if you're Bogle and you're trying to get a ride, you got to do better than that. I don't know if you do, actually. Yeah, well, he doesn't have one right now. Well, I guess we'll see how, mighty, how, the, how the Unadilla did for him. But, I mean, wouldn't you think he would have acquitted himself a little better physically? Being out that long, or am I, am well, I just crazy? I was listening to GL and to Weege, and they were they were saying that his bike was pretty jacked up. So I don't. He looked tired to me. That that was my opinion from you know two thousand miles away. Uh, but I, I never heard if, if the bike was really jacked up after he crashed or if he was just tired. So I, I can't fully assess the situation unless I knew that. Right. Honestly, the only reason I said that was because he was losing ground so quickly. I was just couldn't imagine that anyone at that level. They usually just don't get that tired. Dude, yeah. him, his, his body language was screaming tired. It me. was a massive contest to see who spoke, whose tongue got caught in spokes, yeah. Wilson or Bogle. They were done. They were worked. And luckily, at one point, they came across each other in 11 and 10 and 11. And I think they both were like, okay, good. All right, you're done. I'm done. Let's just stay here. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, nobody charge right now. Nobody charge. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I just good, – good for Bogle. Ran third for a long time. Showed a lot of speed. But crashing like that tells me that he was pushing himself and maybe there's more crashing. Well, I don't like know. it was the first lap or something. You know. What? No, oh, in the second moto. In the second oh. moto, yeah. Second – I'm talking more of the first moto. Second moto was early. It wasn't the first lap. Let me look. I think it was the first lap, actually. Hold on. Yeah, I think it was. It was first lap? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, he was third again, wasn't he? Second or third? Um, yeah, yeah Barker was uh, pressuring him for, for second or third. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think the most impressive newcomer was Sean Simpson. Let's give him that. There we go. Well, yeah, but Simpson's, I mean, I know, newcomer, I'm I guess. I'm He's kidding. in the middle of the season. You know? Yeah, he went 1-1 seven days ago. I get it. No, right. for sure. But, uh, yeah, Pike was good in that moto. Um Jason Anderson was fast again, but he came around the first lap dead last, fell in the turn. Well, he actually wasn't dead last because Purcell and Roxon were still tangled up by then. And uh, the second moto, uh, he must have went down somewhere else. I don't think he got a bad start like he did in the first moto, but he was Is fast. Is anybody going faster faster from the back than him? Right no, now? he's so fast. Possible. I saw him yeah. pass four guys around the outside. 
like like good guys. Like we're talking like LeMay and Wentland and these dudes. Like around the outside of them, see you later. Got to go. Yeah, they need to – I don't know what they are, what he's doing on the starts, but he needs to get help like quickly because he's really, really selling himself short. Wow, and I think that's – I mean, when you look at his nations, it's one of the reasons why, I think. It's not a bad – I agree, you know? I agree. Um, we, do you know if Filthy is alive? Because I texted him and he no reply. Did he die? Wilson landed gave him a foot peg in the head, but uh, no, no. But he did try to kill himself. Oh, he did. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, he got run over, and only Phil, of course, would get run over on his neck. Right. His neck uh, hurt his head. So they either he decided or they decided that he couldn't race second moto, shouldn't race second moto, whatever. And then he was so mad that he couldn't race second moto that he apparently sat in the back of the truck, not in the lounge, out of the air conditioning, tried to find the hottest part of the semi, like up top in the back where like the parts are. <laughs> <laughs> and sat there for the entire second 250 moto and the entire second 450 moto. The kind of told me two hours sat in the heat. <laughs> They're like, go sit in the air conditioning, go sit in the lounge. No, no, I must suffer. Poor Phil. Um, <laughs> oh, Phil. Yeah, oh, Phil. No, they they said. Uh, I talked to Patty, and he said they said, uh, "Do you want to? Can you race next moto?" And he could couldn't even turn his head, and he just said no. And they were like, "Okay." And then I guess after that was when he climbed in, up into the sauna of the truck. Um. Fast Freddie Noren, fifth place in the first moto. Crash in the second off the start, but Noren is trying desperately to, to better his career best of seventh overall. And he's come so close, and he just he has something happen to him where he just can't get past seventh overall. This weekend, a fifth in the first moto, you'd figure he was looking great to, to beat that streak, but no go. But Freddie Noren, fifth, fifth place. Good job by him. Super solid. Yeah. Um, Andrew Short, good first moto. Not so good second moto. Looked like he got tired. Yeah, he's second building, moto. though. He's building. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was by far the best he's ridden in that first moto. Yeah, absolutely. And Anderson Anderson got on the last lap or it would have even been better. And Brayton did not have a good day. Oh, Brayton. No. Weege. Weege, your guy, Brayton. Uh, he broke a fork spring, I guess, in the first moto. But it's not going well for JB right now, Weege. Maybe you need to call him, talk to him. I feel bad. We were uh, saying at the beginning of the year, like, everybody wait. He always starts the year slow. He's going to catch on. But uh, he got to his, you know, pretty good level, made way through the year like we thought, mm-hmm. like eighth, ninth, tenth guy. And now the wheels have come off. Although, yeah, people don't like to use this word, but I think he had a concussion at Millville. Marshugal? Millville. Millville, sorry, yeah. And Marshugal, he was jacked up. He told me at Unadilla he was fine, but kind of, questioning it because there was a pretty obvious drop in results yeah uh yeah since, since uh millville yeah my, but, uh, he's yeah, proven us I'm wrong wondering our, if, oh, wondering he's if he gets back it out of this thing the rest of the year yeah i'm wondering if we're gonna see him again like i think there's yeah i agree because i went to go talk to him after washugal and he wasn't doing so good like i didn't even interview him i was yeah. he didn't look in a good spot like his head is still i mean and honestly honestly from you know like i said i'm close to this team and all that if if you if that's what you are capable of at the moment, for whatever reason, whether it's concussion right. or whatever's going on, then you might as well not go. Yeah, like because you're you're just selling yourself short. You're you know he's so much better than that, and yeah. it's not really doing anybody any good. So yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to see if we see him the rest of the year, or at least this weekend in Utah. All right, yeah. let's take a, a commercial break here. BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. We uh, we got to come up with a word of the day. For Utah, we did not have one for Unadilla because Wygant refused to do a podcast after Loretta's. So we got to come up with a word of the day. 
Listen to this Race Tech commercial. Pulpum X15 saves you money there. And DirtCheapHelmets.com. What do they got? They got Dirt Cheap Helmets. Fly, HJC, Showy, G-Max, and more. Rider X code saves you 5% off the already smoking deal from Dirt Cheap Helmets. Listen to these commercials. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race tech people, racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with race tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably... 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Race Tech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Race Tech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Race Tech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. DirtCheapHelmets.com is dedicated to protecting your head and your wallet. The site is hands down the coolest and easiest to use in the helmet world. DirtCheapHelmets.com is the one-stop shop to get helmets for you and everyone you love without breaking the bank. We have helmets for our grand opening starting at $40, and that includes free shipping. These are all new helmets that we get a great deal on and pass the savings on to the customer. This includes free shipping on all helmets and a no-hassle exchange policy. We have a wide range of brands including Fly, HJC, Chewy, G-Max, and more. Podcast customers can get 5% off these already smoking good deals by using promo code RIDERX. All right, and we're back. BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas on the line. I'm Steve Mathis. Let's switch to 250s. I've got two options for the word of the day. Okay. Uh, They're both kind of similar. Uh, They are polygamy and sister wives. Well, JT, once again, I don't think your your words are going to make it. Timely, timely. Yeah, yeah, timely for sure. Yeah, no, that's yeah. yeah we're going with uh, regional. We're going with the regional theme, right? <laughs> um, uh, maybe you know what? To be honest, in this sport, if you think about it, you could probably just use it as specific facts. Uh, some riders, <laughs> fun facts about some riders you might not know. <laughs> A little. Did you know? Did you know? Rider X <laughs> enjoys swimming and having sister wives. <laughs> um, has multiple girlfriends at a time. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, I talked to Webb after the moto. I'll just start with this. And he is pissed at Marvin. He's still pissed at Marvin. Marvin is doing the same things that, that, uh, that he did, that he accused him of at Washougal. And I guess yeah, Marvin, Marvin just claims he's fighting hard out there, which I was just like about to throw my remote at the TV. JT, but you know, if you're Marvin, you're saying, "Hey, I'm protecting my lines." It's really a, it's really where you sit as to what he's doing. But watching the motos, I watched the second moto this morning, and uh, 
<laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, if I was Marvin, I would be more worried about protecting my disc and my forks and my swing arm and all those things whenever you know because Cooper's behind him. Cooper's move at the bottom of screw you, that had zero chance of working out well for anybody. He didn't care. No, Guaranteed. no, no, no. yeah, no, no. I'm just going to do it, and I don't know what's going to yeah. happen here. We could both go down, or you could go down, or I could go down. So, this thing's heating up, Wygant. This, this title thing is heating up. Well, we've had close 250 title fights before, but this is about as good as it's going to get. It, it, I, I mean, they're only two points apart, so any other year could only be as close. But having this Cooper Webb thing in there, a teammate, salty, fast, now super mad at Marvin. I mean, what an awesome extra element. And I think Marvin got a little lucky at Unadilla. And JT, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Unadilla is one of the harder tracks to get a guy. It just has those long ruts and these wide court Like that, screw you, is one of the few 180s where you can get a guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped Marvin a lot. Uh, but I don't know. What do you think? I think it would be a harder track to take a dude out there. What do you think? It does get tough because all the, the lines kind of funnel into one. See, uh, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Don't be so hard on Marvin. They're all funneling the no, one. No, 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 no. Marvin's doing what he's doing and with a purpose. So I'm not, I'm not detracting from what Marvin's doing at all. And I've already been on record saying I'm not a fan going back weeks and weeks now. Uh, but I think it's just hard. It's harder for Cooper to get an angle to, to blow him off the track. I, think, I guarantee you he was looking for every opportunity he could. And I don't think, I don't think that's over yet. Yeah. I think any time he gets close, it's, it's on. Right. Huh? I did 45 minutes already. We didn't even know. Yeah, you're, you're mute. You're mute, Weege. You still have mute. Uh, uh, you're talking. Your mute was off. Um, Sorry. Yeah. It. Uh, well, hey, let's talk about the winner. Joey Savacci. He was not the winner until Cooper Webb went down late in the second moto while he was trying to, uh, you know, put some of his, his yellow plastic into Marvin's orange KTM. But uh, Savacci's been coming around, Weege. He's been doing well. Yeah, and I think he admitted that he wasn't, uh, he wasn't, he said straight up in the press conference, he wasn't going as fast as Bootskan and, and Cooper were. And by the way, I agree with JT. I don't think you can, I don't think you can unequivocally say that what Marvin's doing is dirty. It's definitely right on that line. I'm just saying that if you're Webb, you definitely feel that way. And yeah. You definitely want to take him out. Yeah. Uh, that's all. It, that's his opinion. That's up to those guys out there. But yeah, yeah, Sabaji admitted they were going faster than him, but whatever. He has been riding good all year. And I'm glad he got a win because I feel like, to, almost to go back to what we're saying about Bogle, if you have a solid, consistent, pretty good season, and there's a good chance he's going to finish third in points, mm-hmm. no one, unfortunately, remembers that. So he needed something big yeah. to really stamp it as, this was a good year for him. And a 2-2 for an overall, that'll do the job. Marvin had some goggle problems in the first moto. Wasn't too pumped. I guess a lens blew out. And uh, got fourth and... Uh, Kind of wasn't was as upset as Marvin's going to get, but Unadilla is a tough track for goggles, rocks, and the roost, and everything else. So, one of those things that happens. Um. All right, Jeremy Martin won five. What do you think happened in that second moto, Wygant? He just he said won- it was a bad track to have to try to blow past guys. Yeah, like, he, uh, he just wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah, he just good. said you know it's, the roost is really bad and. Uh, you know, guys are going all over the place, and it's kind of sketchy at times. I think it's – I mean, there were ended up being a good amount of crashes in that second 250 moto. So I mm-hmm. think he was trying to avoid carnage, avoid roost. Um, but, man, we're – someone's going to have to write a story about, you know, the points that were given away. Don't forget Marvin. That was dumb. 
that first lap or the first moto, he was ahead of Martin. He ran into the back of Craig, was it? It was Craig? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was Craig. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they both, I mean, both of them have probably had half a dozen of those moments they wish they could take. You know, not mm-hmm. huge wad ups. Yeah. But things like that that, that have cost them big, which is what's making it so fun to watch, I guess, on the outside. Right. Hampshire grabbed the whole shot in the second moto. Uh, oh. This is definitely not the. Uh, Oh, well, if one goes 1-1, one, one, the other one goes 2-2. Two, two. Definitely not one of those seasons. No, no, definitely uh, we not. We know you're a big subscriber to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think people said that Dungey was just going to go 2-2 two, two for the rest of the year after High Point, right? How's that, how's that working out? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah. Jordan Smith ran up front in one moto and then crashed. RJ Hampshire ran up front, I think, in both. And he went down. I guess it's still encouraging, though, JT, that these guys can do it. They just can't quite finish the job. But they've got some speed, which for you, in the Justin Bogle theory, is great. Well, it's, it's a little frustrating for Jordan Smith when you have him on your fantasy team and he just throws it away like that. That's a little frustrating. <laughs> uh, right, right. But, yeah, they're fast. They're in a, there's no doubt about whether they're fast or not. And they'll figure it out. I think the crashing usually gets better. You know, we see... At times, guys never really are able to kick the habit. But, right. uh, you know, the speed, those guys being able to run at the front, whether it's first or third, that's the key, and that's why they're on teams. So, um, you know, hopefully for them and their longevity and their hopes of winning races, they'll, you know, figure out how to keep it on two wheels uh, at that speed. But it's certainly encouraging for Geico. You know, they have mm-hmm. two young kids that are running at the front damn near every time. And Craig, too. Craig's still yeah, legit, absolutely. still hanging in yeah. there, you know. Um yep. Also, too, uh, uh, Tonus, more problems, sickness, intestinal issues. Tonus practiced but didn't race. This thing's not going well, Wygant, this Tonus experiment. We were on the bandwagon too early. I know. I, I did talk to him Saturday morning about asking him, because remember, Washougal, what did he go, 320? Yeah. Um, he pretty much admitted that he had nothing left the second moto there. Mm-hmm. Like his training is not on point. This Epstein bar. I don't think that's exactly what you have, but any of these types of things, I mean, basically you just can't do anything. You can't even, you cannot train at all. Yeah. So to even think in a few months that you're going to have this level of, you know, elite fitness, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was it. Uh, he got one good moto in though. So maybe that's enough. Os- Osborne wasn't good. Osborne did not have a good day. Wasn't pumped after the race. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Aldridge. Third, Aldridge, bro. Third Aldridge. See, it's, God, it's got to be frustrating to be Mitch Payton. You see this. Or a fantasy team owner. <laughs> or fantasy team owner, exactly. <laughs> Third place in the first moto. And, like, you know, not on his hometown track, not one of those places. Just, you know, you're like, hey, look, you got third. You can do it, Chris. And second moto, he crashed out. So it's it's got to be frustrating to try to manage these kids. Here's my question. Here's my question. So Mitch told everybody at Loretta's that uh, he gave – Aldridge a stern talking to after Washougal. Okay. And then the very next moto, he puts in his best moto since uh, the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Coincidence, not a coincidence. Yeah. I'm going with uh, not a coincidence on that. Okay. Right. I love how that can work. Like, I, I, don't understand, I don't understand how that – aren't they trying as hard as they can anyway? Well, if Why does it matter? If you're Chris Aldridge, you're like, man, I've made it. I've made it. I don't even need to work hard anymore. I got it. I'm making 50, 60 grand, and I'm on pro circuit. Like, I would hope you're not like that, right? I don't know. Yeah, then, then he goes out and gets a third 
and a, and a legit third, a very good third. Good fitness, good speed, everything. You're like, where has this been all year? I know. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and then nothing until they get yelled at, and then he goes back to that speed. It's really, you know, we heard at the beginning of the year that Craig showed up at the Geico track or whatever and was going fast, and it pushed those guys, and I was like, that can't be. And then a, a ton of people have told me, oh, no, it actually was true. It motivated the other guys. So I guess I guess it does work that way. Yeah, it just goes into my Barsha theory when he started winning. Like, we need to all just give up. There is no theories in this sport. There is nothing. It's just these guys yeah. are nut jobs. They're all nut jobs, and that's the way it works. Yeah. Like, just don't yeah. even bother thinking about setup and bike and they're just nut jobs. And you just never know. So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, Aldridge, yeah. Yeah, killed me in Washougal Fantasy and then comes in and gets a third. Not not, not great. Um, you correct, and also, too, remember we talked about Craig having a real job. JT, we talked about setting up a company where these teams would pay us and we would give these guys real jobs for six months. You know, maybe we need yeah. to, maybe Aldridge is because he's got speed and fitness and all that. Judging off his third, maybe we enroll Aldridge into a Seven Eleven night shift job in Corona, California. You know what? Where I work, we have a warehouse uh, connected to our building that ships products all day long. Mm-hmm. And from from everyone I know that's worked out there, that's a perfect place for them to go. Right there, we go. Go ship out carbon F two helmets all day. Yep, there you go. Um. I will, I will keep you busy. That's my number one goal. Is this where I start talking about Marty Davalos, or we just move on? Do we just move on? Poor Marty. Yeah, I think we move on. He's, he's taken enough abuse, Steve. He qualified great. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's where it starts, is the fourth, go. fourth qualifying. Yep. We can work with speed. <sighs> Marty Davalos, everybody. Uh... 1911, fourth overall fastest time. Good 1911 is not that bad for <laughs> second race back. So I think you give them, give them the benefit of the doubt, and let it go. All right, will do. Um, I don't think that's that bad. Okay. All right. Uh, what else? Uh, Weege, uh, Dakota Kessler, 2938. Mickey's kid. He was back. And battling. He fought his way in, as the Kesslers are, are wont to do in the uh, consolation race. I was very proud. And a lot fans were just screaming at the fences. <laughs> and was Mickey Racing there? His was, way in. was the Mick there in jean shorts? Mick even gave me the what's up nod. Really? Yeah, so a week ago, I got to bro down with Barry Carson at Loretta's. Like, quality bro down time with him. Yep. And then a little what's up nod from the Mick incredible oh what, what a what a couple of weeks you're like sean simpson the way it's gone for you the last couple of weeks yeah you're right it's been about as good i asked some of the new jersey guys about kessler and they're like yeah he didn't talk much <laughs> so the what's up nod is is, is pretty good that's all you could ask for uh justin hill fourteen fourteen. i don't know what's going on there i don't know what's going on there um luke reslin thirteen twelve though good good job by luke jersey kid home race so Sort of, kind of. He said... Uh, hey, JT, I was going to ask, uh, with Renslin and Aldridge and Hampshire, I believe this is the first track they rode last year. Do you think that helped? Because they all had a little bit better than usual rides. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's no no substitute for having race experience at a national on a track. So, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, was, I was actually thinking of that going into the weekend. I directly asked Renslin about that. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it helps. I'm like, okay. 
Well, these guys barely get to ride the track on Saturday morning. Like, yeah. You have to keep that in mind, how little practice time they get. So, you know, having that whole race day in their head, that's that's huge. Right. All right, four motos to go here uh, in the in the National Series. Who you got, Weege, Martin or Marvin? I've officially given up. I have Martin the entire way. But at this point, two points, four motos. I mean, it's just one... One more, whoever has one more, uh, a bad start, an early tip over, like the stuff we've seen, like mm-hmm. that would tip the balance no matter how good you are. So I, I can't guess. I mean, I guess I'll still stick with Martin because I still thought it was his all along, but at this point it's pretty much pick him. JT? I take Martin. I, I still, I, yep. you know, I've been with Martin for a while uh, on this deal, and I'm going to stick with him. I think he wins Utah uh, as he did last year. Right. And uh, yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll go into Indiana with the points lead, and I think he'll. I don't know if he'll win Indiana, but I think he'll hold on. You know enough, and I think that he's got Cooper Webb in his back pocket, who absolutely hates the guy he's going against, and he's actually on his team too. So I think everything's kind of going that direction. It's going to be hard for Marvin to win with a broken swing arm from a Cooper Webb's YZ two fifty F. Right, that's kind of what I'm winning. It's for. it's yeah. it's going to be hard for Marvin to do that when Cooper Webb, yeah, is trying to break his tip fib in every corner. Yeah, you're so, you know, for Marvin, he's got his rival's teammate hating him with every ounce of, you know, him person yeah, he is. Right. And that's what he's got to deal with. No, thank you. That's hey, not a good not Also, a good too, pretty funny, both Webb and Marvin, when Marvin realized it was Webb, picked it up, they went their fastest lap times, I think, at the 30-minute mark. Fastest times all moto. Marvin was like, I've got to get the hell away from this dude. And Webb was like, I've got to go kill this dude. It was pretty it yep. was pretty obvious. So that's extra motivation. Should be good. Hey, McElrath did well, 7-8. So that's a good job by yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. Jesse Nelson, 6-4. And um, Oldenburg went 10-13. So a good day for the uh, TLD KTM guys. So Yeah, good job, good job Tyler Keith. Yeah, yeah way to go, Keith. Um, all right, word of the day for Utah. I don't think we can use your words, JT. Weege, right? We can't. Come on. Those aren't, those aren't inflammatory. <sighs> since, I'm, uh, since I'm at Sesame Place, you want to name a, uh, a character from the show? Sesame Street? Yeah, Mr. Snuffleupagus. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Think you can get Mr. Snuffleupagus in there? Let's go with Oscar the Grouch. No, no, no. That's too easy. That's too easy. What if Oscar Weirdman's well, there? Phil. That's Phil. That's Phil. Yeah. Snuffleupagus? Uh, Snuffleupagus. That's what you want? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, good luck with that. We don't even know what Snuffleupagus <laughs> is. So. It's Weston Pike. Yeah, 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 really, right? <laughs> no, I think Snuffleupagus was very friendly and nice, which is not Weston Pike at all. <laughs> so. He's nice to me. <laughs> um. All right, is that it? We're good. You guys are busy. You're you're both on vacation, so you guys stay on vacation. I'm gonna just keep here working hard at, at Las Vegas headquarters, and uh, you guys enjoy Bro, yourselves. You gotta you gotta keep in keep in mind. I've been to your house many times. I know what working hard entails for you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, PTOSports.com, RacerX podcast, presented by Fox Racing. Unadilla wrap up. Thanks, guys. See you guys. See you in Utah. See you. This has been the BTOSports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing.
Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbic is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years.